Welcome to People of Hope, a conversation with the pastoral staff of Ignatius House Jesuit Retreat Center in Atlanta, Georgia. I am Andy Otto on the pastoral team at Ignatius House, and over the course of the next year, we are going to be celebrating the Ignatian year, the 500th anniversary of St. Ignatius's uh, conversion moment, or really the beginning of his conversion when he was struck by a cannonball in the Battle of Pamplona. And this week, I'm joined, uh, this month, I'm joined with Maria Krasser, the executive director of Ignatius House, and Kay Satterfield, who's also on the pastoral team. And our topic today is pilgrimage. And it's an interesting topic. Uh, topic because Ignatius himself called, he called himself the pilgrim in his autobiography. There are many understandings of what pilgrimage is, and I hope we can kind of unpack that from an Ignatian perspective. Bernard of Clairvaux told his monks, your cell is Jerusalem. And Jerusalem was kind of Ignatius's uh, ultimate goal, and his plans changed, and so his pilgrimage had to change. So I wonder, Maria and Kay, if we could just start with um, whoever wishes to begin, what your understanding of pilgrimage is personally, or maybe even from an Ignatian lens. Well, I would love to to say I've been on a pilgrimage. <laughs> I met, Initially, when I first heard the term, I would think of something like, you know, the 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 movie The Way and that walk on the Camino del Santiago, like a literally a physical movement towards a place. But but I think it's also, and I think even Ignatius uses it, he calls himself the pilgrim, he talks about the pilgrim's journey is literally the title of his book, right? His autobiography. And then that has always immediately then led me like, I'm on a journey, we're all on a journey. And that, that journey you could call life. I mean, life's journey, right? This whole experience. So but I mean, as I started thinking about coming into this, I, I think it's about it's about an expand. It's a search for meaning, if you will, and an expanding understanding of ourselves and ourselves and God. And it could be an expanding understanding of nature. I mean, people, you know, you know, we have a lot of people we know today that hike the Appalachian Trail. Why are they doing? They're, they're on somewhat of a pilgrimage, if you could call it such, a journey, right? Um, so, you know, when I think about journey, I, I think about in, in some ways. Um, an opportunity of growth. So I might look at my year as a pilgrim, like how was my year as a pilgrim in this world or a physical one. And I, and I guess the one I, I want to tap into, it was fun. It's always fun. We start thinking about a topic like this. Mm. I thought to myself, you know, there was a retreat that I made um, two years ago when we were, we actually before COVID and I couldn't go away on retreat. So I went to a cabin up in the woods, which we have up there and it sits on top of a mountain and while I love to go hiking and I love to be in the woods, I love to do it with someone, as in my husband or a really good guide who knows knows all the, the, the scary things that are out there because I'm very fearful. I have a lot of fear in me. And my journey, when I went and stayed at this cabin by myself, I made it a point to make this two-mile trek down the mountain and two-mile trek back up with a staff in my hand, literally on my own, in my own way, a pilgrimage as I think about it to going, you know, warding off some of my fears, trying to, trying to move out of the kinds of things that made me confined and expanded me. And as I did that, I understood myself better and understood trusting in God better. And so there was a, in its own little way, something very mundane, some might call it, right? But it became a a pilgrimage, if you will, a journey, a searching. And, and I came out on the other side of that 
back to daily life different. I had new insights and new awarenesses. So that's, you know, my first, my first pass when we start talking about this topic. Yeah, I, I, uh, I always love that imagery and that symbol of journey. It uh, just speaks to, you know, I have a, a, uh, a sign in my kitchen that says life is a, you know, an adventure, enjoy it. Life is a journey, enjoy it. And life has twists and turns, but there's kind of a hope in that, that, you know, if you're in this dark rainstorm that maybe, you know, you can hope that there's a, a rainbow kind of around the bend and there's kind of this growth and trusting a journey to yourself. You know, the journey from the head to the heart, they say is the, the longest journey <laughs> and, you know, it's a it growing in and trusting of yourself and, and trusting God and growing into the mystery of God uh, and all of that. But um, I did take a, a personal journey one time. I, I went uh, to a journey to the Holy Lands with America Media in 2017. And I, I went by myself and there were a hundred other folks. And I just kind of trusted that I would make some friends there and uh, just kind of open to whatever the experience would be. Um, try not to have any expectations. I think that that's key when you go into a retreat or any kind of experience to just kind of hold that at bay. And I know I like to have a map. Mm. <laughs> I love maps and kind of know what, you know, that I know that there's going to be a hotel room or something uh, when I take a trip. But, you know, it's kind of like this balance of, of having a general roadmap, but then just being open to whatever the experience may be so you can be present to the moment. Okay, did you have, did you have a, a spiritual uh, hope or grace you were seeking on that pilgrimage to the Holy Land? Or was there still yeah, kind of an openness there? I guess I was hoping that God would, that I would become a, um, you know, it's kind of the ignition of, you know, the spiritual exercises, um, uh, growing in friendship with Jesus. I mean, that was kind of, you know, who was this guy? <laughs> you know, I'd been in ministry, working and volunteering, and then working on in parish ministry at the time. It was before I started working at Ignatius House, and I was just wanting to uh, understand who this person of Jesus was and learn more about what that what that meant uh, to me and being in the in the places and hearing the sights and the sounds and you know it just made my prayer more more real more uh you know ta tangible mm. uh, that i can see the places and the um and and the, be around the sights and the sounds of galilee and jerusalem and those kind of um, that sounds precisely what Ignatius was, was trying to set out in the exercises, right? Yeah. I mean, he, he, he wanted to get to Jerusalem. He wanted to get to the Holy Land. That was sort of his, uh -huh. his goal. And twice, you know, both as an individual, but also with the first companions, couldn't get there. And his wow. plans had to change. But it's interesting where you talk about what Ignatius would call composition of place, right, in the exercises where he's literally describing these places where 
Jesus lived and walked and uh, for you to kind of experience that in reality, I'm sure that changes the way you pray with scripture even. Yeah, the way pilgrims in the past, they wanted to go to those sites in some way, just the very mm-hmm. way that you went on your journey in pilgrimage. That's, that's, that's the history of pilgrimages across the centuries, right? People wanting to go to the place where something happened, something sacred, something holy, that they, they want to be able to themselves touch, experience in some way. Um, so, and, and that's what it sounds like, as you describe it, it sounds like very much that pilgrim's journey mm-hmm. to a space and a place where something happened, right? I like to think that's why people come back on retreat. Yeah. People, they come back, there's, you know, why do we, even I, even myself long for a certain place to go back to, right? We will go back to a place for retreat because we know something is there and we want, and we want to touch it again sometimes. So there's a, there's a little bit of that that happens in that, um, you know, but then we also know like that you, like you opened Annie, uh, it could be in a cell. <laughs> it doesn't have to be mm-hmm. in the physical, right? We, we don't, it doesn't have, there are those inner pilgrimages. And I, we could argue that in this last year, I bet there was a lot of pilgrimages going on, internal ones, people, you know, really having to, to question and think and search for meaning and search part of, um, so there's, it's a wonderful metaphor to use in the spiritual life. I thought it was interesting uh, in thinking about Ignatius and his life story. And uh, Andy, you alluded to it, you know, that ha- he had this kind of dream in his mind that him and his companions would be ministering in the Holy Lands. And and it, it just, when the time came, it, it just didn't, um, uh, it wasn't going to be a good decision. It, it, they, they actually couldn't probably even get on the boat to go over there. And they discerned that they needed to pivot and, and um, make a new plan. So I think that that's important too, is, you know, coming to that point where, you know, uh, discerning that what's in my head is not necessarily how I'm being called at this point, and that sometimes I need to change course. You know, sometimes there's forks in the road, and you know. And uh, I think that I think that adaptability is so characteristic of Ignatian spirituality that the spirit, the spirit blows where it wants. You know, yeah. and mm-hmm. um, yeah, pilgrimages are not set in stone. Sometimes the destination can can change, or sometimes the the route you take right. may be right. different. So it's, it's almost important to be adaptable, not be so focused on the destination, but, you know, enjoy, the, enjoy the ride, which is, you know, taking each day, day as it comes. And well, and I think what you said earlier about, you know, wanting to know, getting to know this Jesus, this person who lived and breathed in this place and that place. And, um, I, I think that was ultimately the goal that Ignatius, Ignatius realized that that was ultimately his goal. Right. And, and even yeah. in the exercises, these imaginative prayers where you place yourself with Jesus as a companion, the goal of the pilgrimage is not so much the destination, but it's the companionship along the way. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just discovery. Right. It, and that makes a pilgrimage joyful because there's so the self-discovering as you get to know Jesus, you get to know yourself and you right. see you see your strengths and you see 
you know, what you have to offer, right? I mean, I think that's the other, it's that self-discovery in the companionship and the love that we find. Um, you know, I don't, I don't know how many of us set out on a journey. Like when I did have a, a, a mission in, in part, like I, I, I wanted to get over fears. And so there was a real direct, but, but the other reality, what, what it spoke to me about was my level of trust. I'm, I had a, a whole spiritual experience on this retreat of how much do I trust? Like, where is my level of trust in God? In, in whatever happened, like, like so wanting to control everything, right? And I think Ignatius, like he sets out with that in mind, but he quickly teaches us, well, he couldn't control it, right? It was out of his control. And so then he has to. And I think it helps us to lean into that sometimes rather than resist it. Because our first, our first feeling is usually one of resistance, right? We, you know, we don't, we don't want to surrender the control. And then to turn around and finally go, do I really trust? Do I really believe? I mean, those kinds of questions were like hard, like, you know, and, and have to, and then have your companion there going, you know, say, what's up, Maria? <laughs> like, mm. do, you, do you or don't you like, you know, do you believe this or not? You know, there, there were some real um, moments of, of, and I know that perhaps to some, it seems minor, but everybody's fears, everybody has their own right set. And that was one of, for me, and it, and it, it literally broke something open in me about life period, like, you know, death will come death is part of life the journey is the journey we're all here on our way to there we don't have like there's every day i wake up is another day another opportunity right so it, it just it shifts something in you when you think of your life with some sense of destination and our destination is to be one with god i mean that's part of the spiritual journey right and there's and we're constantly moving towards it you know i think to live in awareness of I think some people, um, well, and myself included, uh, maybe struggle with regret when they feel they've taken a wrong turn, you know, that they've gone down a path that had a bad experience from that, from that choice or decision. But, you know, I think uh, the best way to approach that is just to say, okay, you, you know, when you come to that fork in the road again you know what that looks like and you know you don't need to go down that road again you know life experience you know teaches us and I know I've learned more from going down that wrong road more than making the right decision or choice so you know it's kind of chalk it up to experience and move forward um but I think it helps to have, you mentioned, Maria, kind of companions on the way to kind of challenge you, gently challenge you and encourage you and support you uh, so that you can try to, you know, discern that right, um, that right choice the best you can with your life experience. And, you know, that's why spiritual direction can be important ministry. Uh, I was going to say, Kay, I feel like you were just describing a spiritual director. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I think about like a retreat is a form of pilgrimage, right? Because it's this journey and we often go into a retreat with certain expectations of like what the destination will be. I mean, I know myself, I have, I come in with certain things I'm praying with, or maybe I bring a stack of books, <laughs> you know, and then oftentimes that just all goes out the window and God has other, other plans or other ideas. But I mean, even just this past week accompanying people on retreat 
you know, people come in and they have specific questions or things that they're discerning, you know, and then the retreat ends up really being about my belovedness or, or, you know, the, just a desire to rest in God and just sense that closeness. So, um, it's, it's interesting that the idea that retreat is kind of a sort of pilgrimage in mini, miniature, you know? Yeah, um, absolutely. I, you know, <laughs> I think about, I mean, when I think about folks even coming here almost with staff in hand, like there's a, there is a sense of, of wanting to achieve something. I want to get to the other side. And when I come out of that, you know, I want to be different. I mean, I think in, in the end, there is something about the word pilgrim and pilgrimage that that does, that is its goal, right? That is what a pilgrim does. A pilgrim goes in the hope to discover something so that they can go back into daily life, renewed, refreshed another space, you know, understanding, a deeper understanding of something. I think that's why I think, I think when anybody watched the movie The Way or, or starts to, to listen to those who've been on the Camino de Santiago, just the fact that just the movement, like, like literally, even with no companion in silence, if you were to do it, just the movement and walking with yourself and your God, right? That, that journey. And I think Ignatius does model it. I think about the, when you said the fork in the road though, and that when you brought up that, you know, case, sometimes we walk with people who, who do live with regret, like I should never have gone down that path, or that just was such a, and, 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 and trying to help even as Ignatius, and we, he's got our, he's our model, right? That the, even those diversions or if you, paths take us, if we're, if, we're, if we're here, into a deeper understanding of ourselves and with our God, and that without that diversion, we, we wouldn't be the people we are today with what we know about our life today. I even know that when people will say, I look at younger folks who come on retreat and there's a sense like how wonderful you're coming to know this now. Like for many of us older folks, like wish we had known this, you know, there's a tendency to think about what you wish you knew at a certain time in life. And um, I just think that, that, that God is always creating us in every moment and every time. And so it is good to have a companion though, to help you see that. Cause for many of us, we look at that, we look at some paths and we, we can get caught up in the, in the wrong path and regret it rather than see what I've gleaned from it. What do I know now about me and how do I know about how God loves me through that? If that hadn't happened, who would I be today? I ask, there's a lot of dark paths in my, my life that I go, thank God for that dark path. Because had that not happened, you know, I could argue I wouldn't be here. Like I wouldn't be doing the work that I'm doing had I not had some of these experiences in life that Choice or no choice. Sometimes paths are placed in front of you like he did. You can't go that way. Go that way. <laughs> Sorry, right? And you have to you end up shifting. Even if it's not your control, you didn't make the choice, right? So, and, some, you know, no, sometimes we talk about coming on retreat. We're afraid to recognize those dark, those shadow parts of our life or our journey or, um, the, you know, what am I going to hear in the silence? There's a risk associated with, pilgrimage mm -hmm. um it's there's an inherent risk it is the opposite of comfort and safety right. and i think about how you know even ignatius in his religious order integrated pilgrimage as part of the novitiate experience and right. now when i was when i was in the jesuit novitiate the the pilgrimage was sort of softened in a way really what ignatius says is it's supposed to be a journey to a particular destination without money. And I think there are some 
there is one there is i think perhaps one province that still does that um where novices are sent out maybe with twenty dollars or a bus ticket and then they have to maybe beg their way to wherever they're going so there is that risk that i think some other provinces said oh we're not going to take that risk because of you know these fears of <laughs> whatever rational or not um but that you know we we can't shy away from the risk of self-discovery of discovering god and of maybe even befriending the stranger well i think it's uh it sounds like trusting that god will provide and and be there in that uh in that uh the fear of the unknown <laughs> you know even ignatius's life experience you know when he uh took wrong turns when he was fasting i, I mean his experience even in the cave led to the exercises you know he had dark moments in that cave but it it, it led him to understand the discernment of the spirits which uh and grow in in discernment of what God, uh, you know, the 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 good and the bad spirits within Himself, you know, in that journey of understanding how how God works in Him. Yeah, the cave itself was an interior pilgrimage. Yeah. In him. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what kind of a retreat is, uh, you know, going into and. In the silence, uh, maybe those things bubble up, but then they're—I guess—they're done in the comfort and and security of God's love and care for you. I wonder if either of you could talk for a minute about the exercises as a kind of pilgrimage. You know, many people listening may partly be familiar with the with the spiritual exercises, but you know, come this fall, we're going to be um, journeying with a number of folks who are going to be making the exercises over the course of nine months. Maria, do you want to speak a little bit to that, well, uh, the exercises? As how, how more journey? beautiful to talk about a journey. I mean, I, I would, if I was to describe the exercises in the 19th annotation format, which is the retreat in everyday life, which is every day committing to an hour more of, of very intentional prayer meditations, getting to know Jesus. To me, it, it, it's, it really is probably the, life journey I should have started with it <laughs> in terms of of what um in terms of self-awareness but also in terms of deepening my my companionship with Jesus knowing the man Jesus and coming to know and love this God incarnate and what it looks like so yeah on a daily that that commitment of every day my days change from the day that I started that that retreat and when we started when she make that commitment to this is my time I'm going to do this, and I am in that intentional about it. The journey begins, and it literally is step by step. If you were almost to take it, like I can almost see a walk through the calendar, step by step with my staff. And today, I'm, I'm with you in this one. And today, I read, I spend time in this scripture, and and the and the self awareness is in the growth um, that then affects your whole day. So you you spend your time in prayer, and yet and then your day is so impacted by what's going on in you and that spirit in you. So, it, and it does have, there's a destination of which none of us can say we know when we started because it's a journey into the heart and it's a journey with Jesus. 
Um, and yet it will, it will change your life forever. Like, 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 you know, you'll never be the same again. It's because you come to know something, something new and beautiful. And, and we, we all know that I think anytime when one gives oneself to prayer and time with God, there is only, there can only be goodness and blessing and, and love in the end. I mean, um, but yeah, it's, it's a, as many pilgrimages are, they're life-changing. They change, and they change in a very slow. But you could argue almost like almost like a little drip, drip, drip. Like nine months, like you're filling this cup, if you will, with little. I mean, there's lots of different metaphors to use, but um, you know, it is. And for us, you don't do it alone. You have a, You have a, You somebody's journeying with you. Very intimate relationship that forges with a spiritual director, where you start walking companioning the other and as we all sit here the spiritual directors and we are journeying and we are different for having walked with this person in that month you know in a very different way in those nine months in a very different way but we are also constantly renewed and refreshed yeah it's always so beautiful to witness you know just god working in the hearts of of people whether they're on retreat or walking are walking the road of the spiritual exercises and just to see the, you know, uh, what God does in them. And, you know, someone, they may be walking down the street and you don't know what's going on in their mind and their heart, but um, it, yeah, it's just beautiful to watch in the, in the spiritual direction um, conversations and the spiritual conversations we have of, um, you know, to watch that transform transform them and it, it, as Maria says it it transforms us too the experience is transformative for I, I want to say too that it's not all roses like I, I don't want to sugarcoat it to the sense like oh this is this wonderful beautiful thing and, you're, and every day you just sit in light and love there, it's a journey like any journey and so when you're walking through these exercises or praying through these exercises there are challenging moments there are challenging times in your prayer in your self-reflection if you're discerning something, if life is changing in front of you. So it's, it's not about, oh, this is like, it's not like the Camino is an easy hike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's, it, there's, there are, there are times when it's harder than others and other times when you, when you, when you are going downhill and you're feeling great. Other times, times you want to give up entirely, entirely and right. say, oh, I don't know if I can do this for, right, you know, nearly right. a year. But, yeah. And that's, but, but that's, I mean, I, I just want to make sure it doesn't sound like all beauty. It's, it's worth all the pain, like any exercise would be, right? It's no pain, it. no gain. No pain, no gain. <laughs> but it's also a very um, powerful uh, pilgrimage. And look where you end up. The the final meditation in the exercise is the contemplation on love. Yeah. <laughs> what is the destination? It's love. Love, yeah. I mean, that's really any pilgrimage, any journey, life, right? The ultimate destination of our life is love, is a return to the fullness of that love. Which is where we came from. Created and, you know, the other, the other thing I, I recognize with the, and I've recognized this sort of more recently, is the spiritual exercises as we journey through these different stages and journey with Jesus all the way to his death and resurrection. We discover at some point along the way that his story is our story. They become one. And I realize that is really, that is, that is the Christian life. <laughs> it's where, where our story and, and Jesus's story um, meld. 
And it, it, it's then a, a true friendship, a true companionship of mutuality. Any final thoughts on pilgrimage or Ignatius? Maybe the one final thought I would have, I thought of it this morning as I was praying that sometimes we, we have there's small pilgrimages or journeys as I, as I'm coming to know and understand myself in regards to like racism. And I'm reading, I've been praying with this book, um, A Month of Meditations with Ignatius of Loyola by Patrick St. John, the Jesuit. And, um, and, I, and I'm kind of like, it's like a discovery. Like I can still learn things as I, as I pray and move. I'm still journeying. I'm still in, in, in a journey to, to know more and more of God in my life. And so that the spiritual exercises is a journey and it, then it leads you into life. And it's not like, okay, once done, I've now hit the Mecca and I now know God. It's a constant journeying and why we go back on retreats and we, we deepen our spiritual life. And I like it. I like thinking about that. I'm still on the journey, that I'm still a pilgrim and, you know, in search of a, of the better me, the, the, my truest self so that I could come in and do whatever God wants of me in this world. So I think it's, it's not just these things, but it's a continuation of life as well. So it's a... Yeah, I, I just want to reiterate one other thought I had was just thinking about Ignatius. He, he saw himself as a student of God and God was the teacher and he was the student. And he was, uh, as Maria was talking about, just being open, receptive to constantly, you know, growing and learning that we're always uh, on the path, um, hoping to go deeper in to what that, uh, what that means to be a disciple, to be a follower, to be a friend of Jesus, and, and to be open and receptive to uh, growing in that and, and learning from uh, learning. So being a student and pilgrim on the way. Okay. We talked about love being the, both the destination and the motivation for, yeah. for, for this journey with God. Um, and what propels us is, is desire. And that's actually going to be our, our topic for, for next month's podcast. Mm -hmm. These deep desires of our heart, which are connected to the love of God and that propel us forward in whatever, whatever path we take along this this pilgrimage. So thank you, Maria and Kay, for this always delightful conversation. <laughs> thank you, Andy. Thank you, Andy. Thanks for listening. Learn more about Ignatius House by visiting us at ignatiushouse.org or following us on social media. And be sure to subscribe to this wherever you listen to podcasts. May the blessing of God be with you always. <laughs>